one God. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thy soul. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thy strength. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thy mind. Hear, O Israel, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thy soul. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thy strength. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thy mind. Good morning, family. Great to see everyone this morning, especially our guests. We appreciate you being here and want you to know that you are welcome anytime. Uh, if you're passing through and you came by today, we just want you to know we appreciate you stopping in and make sure next time you come through, you stop in and see us again. And if you're from our area and you're our guest today, we are just so appreciative of you being here. Once you know, we want you to come back anytime. You're always welcome here uh, in our assemblies. We just appreciate you being here. This morning, we hope to be encouraging to you and hopefully some things that will help you and motivate you in your, in your walk with Christ and, for, of course, with a family that meets here all the time. Um, we don't claim to, be, claim to be perfect people at all, not even close, but we do claim to know a perfect Savior. And as far as in God's sight, He makes us perfect. Amen? And so really it's all about what Christ has done for us. And that is uh, uh, the wonderful thing about being a child of God is really it doesn't rely on how good I am. It relies on how great our Savior is, right? And so this morning we're going to talk a little bit about those things. But uh, I'd like to this morning talk about the idea of loving your neighbor. Loving your neighbor. And of course, you, maybe you've seen a billboard, something like this one. Uh, says, you know what, I meant that, <laughs> love thy neighbor thing, all right? And of course, we're, we're of course referring to Jesus' words, and he says to love the Lord your God with all of your heart and soul and mind and strength. And the second is like that, the second commandment is like that, love your neighbor. You remember what he says, love your neighbor as what? Anybody remember that? As yourself, which is an interesting thing to love your neighbor as yourself. Now, for some people, uh, they feel like they don't really love themselves, and so maybe they have an issue with that. Uh, what I've noticed about people is that most of the people, at least the ones I know and get very close to, they have no trouble with loving themselves, right? We got that down pretty good. We can handle that part. And so this morning, I think we understand what Christ was saying when he says, love your neighbor as yourself. But if you remember a little bit later, Jesus says, I want you to love one another as, anybody remember? As I have loved you. So if you want to know how much should I love my neighbor? Well, I love him like I love myself. Well, maybe I'm a little bit hesitant in loving myself, so maybe I don't need to love my neighbor that much. Well, okay, let's just go to this point. Love your neighbor as I have loved you, Jesus says. And so if you think about it like that, Jesus loved us to the death. Right? His love was written in blood. 
Okay, that's how much Jesus loves us, and that's what Jesus has encouraged us to do for others. We love each other. Now, if you look at my title this morning, it says, A Recipe for Loving Others. And I know many of you who know me very well are saying, Recipe, Rick, what do you know about a recipe? You've never cooked anything in your life. That's wrong. I cook cold cereal all the time. I, I, I even make eggs. I fry eggs. I mean, hey, that's, that's cooking, right? Teresa has me grill stuff. I mean, oh, anyway, you under, I, I know I know nothing about cooking. I understand that. But I do, I have married a woman who is an excellent cook, right? Then I say, Teresa, man, oh, this is wonderful. I love this, whatever it is she made, you know. And she'll say, oh, no, that, you know how she is, right? Oh, that, no, I'm not a good cook. She'll tell you that. I'm not a good cook. I just have good recipes, right? That's what makes the difference. You've got to have the good recipes if you want to make the good stuff. Or at least according to what Teresa says, I can use the recipes and it doesn't work out too well. But we understand what a good recipe, all you ladies that cook, and men, uh, that cook know how important it is to have a good recipe. You've got to know how to do it. You've got to know the things to put in and the things not to put in. And you've got to know how much of this and how little of that and what, how much time is spent. You got it. Okay, you got that. Yeah, I understand the idea of a recipe. Well, this morning, what I'd like to talk about is this idea of loving our neighbor, okay? And, of course, there are many things that Jesus says about loving your neighbor. Matter of fact, he even one time told uh, the people there to love their neighbor, and, and they wanted to know, well, who's my neighbor? In other words, they wanted to figure out, well, can I just limit that love to certain people? And, of course, Jesus goes on to say, no, 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 we're talking about loving everyone. And, but the interesting thing about loving your neighbor is is that, for at least for most people, they have a hard time doing that consistently, okay? And so this morning, I'd like to talk about the recipe that Christ puts forth in order to help us know how to love our neighbor, okay? Now, we'll go one more time over this over in Luke chapter 6, and by the way, I would encourage you right now, grab your Bibles or... Uh, if you're new here and you don't know, if you have your iPad or your phone, you can hook to our Wi-Fi and you can use your Bible program, whatever you have. And you can look that right now in Luke chapter 6. I'm not going to have time to read everything there, okay? But I think you'll find that context very powerful and Jesus' words very uh, commanding. And, and I think you'll, it'll be very motivating for you. But I'm going to look at verse 27 and 28, uh, which says this. I tell you here, I mean, this is what Brother Randy read a few minutes ago. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Okay, so that's one of the things he says. Now, if you're looking in that context, you're noticing some interesting things that Jesus is saying about loving others. But if you skip down to verse 32, he says, If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Okay, even sinners love those who love them. Now, before I move on, I want you to notice those, word, those words there, right? What credit is that to them? In other words, I guess Jesus looks at our loving others and gives us, at least if you want to use the word, and Jesus did, credit for that, all right? If we're loving those who, let us see, enemies hate you, curse you, mistreat you, all right? You're loving those people, evidently there's some credit that it comes from that. Now, I'm not saying, of course, and you guys that have heard me speak uh, at all, you know, I, I'm not saying that, that somehow we uh, get some great thing from God because we're so good and we do so wonderful of things. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying that Jesus looks at our lives, and if we are doing this, 
He looks at us and says, that's good. That's what I want you to do. That's who I want you to be. And if my Lord says that to me, that's what I want to do. Amen? I mean, if he'll tell me good job, I'm saying, all right, that's exactly what I want to hear. So, in this context, what you'll find is Jesus is saying, if you're loving people who only love you, all right, if you, everybody does that. There's no credit. There's no good in that. There's no special thing in that. But you are supposed to be special. The recipe for it actually is found here. And we'll look at a few things about that, but I've got to start out by saying this, okay? The, one of the key things when it comes to loving others is not judging others. Now, what I mean by that is, I, I don't know, it's just, it's just in me, I guess, and maybe it's in you too, okay? But it's just in me to judge people worthy of me loving them. In other words, if I feel like someone is, uh, I don't know, mean to me or, or does hurtful things to me or my family, right? some of you nodding your head over that one. You know what I'm saying, right? They've treated someone I love badly. It's, it's just in me to immediately say they are not worthy of me loving them or putting them above myself or putting them above my family. Not, no, oh, wait a minute, right? In other words, that's just a normal thing for a human to do. But if you're just loving those who love you, or just loving those who treat your family well, or treat you well, everybody does that. Anybody does that. And so, Jesus is asking us to go the next level, go to the next spot, and that is, we love those who don't always treat us well, who say bad things about us, who are mistreating our family, do not judge, right? So really the idea is, it, the questions, and, and I just put it like this, the question is not, are they lovable? Because most people would look at me and say, not really. He's not really lovable. But that's not the question. The question I'm supposed to ask is not, are they lovable? But it's, will I love them? That's the real question. If, if people were to look at me and, and ask, well, is he worthy of it? They'll probably come up and say, well, no, not really. He's just not worthy of me just, just putting him first and, and loving him like that. I mean, but that's not the question. It's will I do it? Will I love him? I, I, I want to get away from that, that, you know, are they worthy? Are they lovable? And too many times at least, and I, I guess I'm just confessing to you, okay? I, I see things that people do that are horrendous and terrible things and People that treat each other badly, people that treat their families badly, people that do, in my opinion, horrible and horrendous things. To, and, and I can imagine people thinking like that or having those feelings or where they could conduct themselves like that. They'll tear their families up. They'll hurt one another. They, they say things and do things. And I'm thinking, wow, what kind of a person does it take to do those things? Careful. Because what will happen is I will decide they are not worthy of my effort of my care, of my compassion, of my love for them. Because I'll feel like, oh, they, 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 they're different, there's something wrong with them. Yeah, there's something wrong with them, all right. Same thing is wrong with all of us. Maybe they've taken it to another level, but same thing is wrong with all of us. We don't have Christ in our life, we have nothing. So therefore, I want to quit judging people on that level. I'm not going to do that, right? I'm not going to say, are they worthy of my love? Are they lovable? But will I love them? Will I do it? Am I able to put myself in their shoes and to love them and care about them. What I found is, is that most people respond to love. You guys ever notice that? 
I'm not saying everybody does, okay? I mean, there's nothing you can say that is across the board for everybody other than without Christ, everybody's lost. Amen? Amen. We can't say that across the board. And with Christ, in Christ, everybody can be God's child. All right. Now, those things we can say across the board. But other than that, we can't lump everybody into the same thing. But I will say this. Most people will respond to love. If you truly, I mean, I'm not talking about faking it. I'm not talking about hypocriticalness. But I'm talking about if you truly show a person love, most people will respond to that. They are thrilled to see that. They don't see it much. And so they are thrilled to see someone who actually cares, who actually loves them. And so this morning, I hope one of the things that we can do, if we want to love our neighbor, or if we want to complete what Jesus has asked us to do, is that we will look at others and not ask if they are lovable, but we'll ask ourselves if we're going to love them. Now, you may be thinking right now, well, isn't love this gooey-wooshy thing that you feel toward your spouse or toward your, you know, uh, 14-year-old boyfriend? I mean, for those who are 14, you get it? Okay. But anyway, uh, this gooey thing we feel, right? Isn't that what love really is? Be careful. I don't want to, and I don't want to uh, cheapen love, and I don't want to make it more than it is or less than it is, okay? But if you think love is just a feeling, you've made love into something that, in my opinion, is very cheap. Because feelings come and go, right? You have it today, you don't have it tomorrow. It's kind of like heartburn. Got it for a minute? Well, <laughs> some of you have it for a long time, but you take a little medicine, you're over it, everything's okay, right? Love is different than that. Love is something that is feeling, and I'm not trying to take anything away from that. I'm just saying there's more than that. It's logical. It's what I do. I set my mind on it. It's something I decide I am going to put them above myself. I am going to do that. I'm not, I decide to do that. If love were only a feeling, Jesus could say, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And we'll say, well, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I feel it. No, no, it's more than that. If it's something that Jesus commands, it's something we can do. You guys agree with that? If Jesus says do it, we can do it. That's not the issue. It's will we do it. And so this morning, I'd like the first thing in the recipe for loving others is that we get out of the judging thing. and We don't decide if someone's worthy, but we decide if we're going to do it. That's what we're going to put first. Secondly, I noticed some things that Jesus says, that there is a normal kind of love, right? You know, yeah, there's a normal kind of love, and that normal kind of love is the kind of love that, that loves those who love you. That's the normal kind of love. And if you look around you, you'll see that everywhere. You know, everybody's got their little group and a little, you know, maybe it's family, sometimes not. Uh, but it's people that are around them that they love because they love them. I mean, they share that together. I've got to be careful because I can easily fall into that category, right? I can easily go back to doing just that, loving those who love me. I read something today, and this is kind of a sideline, so if you guys want to just kind of put the pause on this for a second and, and get your pen out and you can write this down, this is not going to be in your small group paper either, so if you want to think about it and maybe you want to include it in your small group discussion. I heard a guy, and it was just today, I was reading his comments on another person that, and this one that's writing it is a non-believer, doesn't believe in, in, God, in God at all, let alone uh, the story of Christ and, and the Bible. But he didn't believe in it at all, but there was a man who came up to him, and he was actually, a, uh, had, had delivered a speech or done something, I can't remember. But anyway, the guy had come up and was talking with him and left him a Bible and some comments about, if you're interested in this, please contact me, I'd love to talk to you about it. And that's basically all he did. It was kind of an evangelistic type thing. What he wrote in the paper, this atheist guy, this non-believer, was that, and I'm going to paraphrase because I, I 
don't remember exactly what he says, but paraphrase it was this. If someone knows that a truck is fixing to hit you, and you don't know the truck is fixing to hit you, wouldn't you do everything in your power to get them out of the way of the truck? You would holler, you would yell, you would do anything you could to get them out of the way of the truck. Even if it came down to it, wouldn't you dive and tackle them and drag them out of the way of the truck? Right? And that was kind of the gist of where he was going. And then he says this, this is much more important than that. Because if this God thing is real and heaven and hell are real, then we're, it's worse than being in front of a truck. Right? And, and that was the point. In other words, if we really love someone, we cannot, cannot be around them and not say, listen, I want you to know about Christ. I want you to know about God. We, we can't do that. If we do, we're proving we don't love our neighbor. Would you guys go along with that? If we won't share with them the message of Christ, we're proving we don't really love our neighbor. Because if we did, I mean, we'd do anything we could. We'd dive on them, right? Drag them out of the way of the truck. Same thing. The idea being the same thing. If we truly love another person, we're not going to let them go without knowing about the message of Christ. So that's kind of a sideline, and, uh, and I hope that that's something you can think about when this idea of loving your neighbor, okay? Now, normal love, loving those who love you. Caring about those who care about you, right? Love the people we like. That's the way it is, right? We love the people we like. Jesus says, that's what normal people do. Now, he didn't use those words. You notice what he says about them? Even, it's okay, what does it say? <laughs> Not too many people are going to say that. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's we got decided we don't like to call people sinners. Listen, everybody's a sinner. Okay, everybody, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. When we say everybody's a sinner, we're not saying that we're not trying to condemn anybody else, that we're not condemning ourselves, it's we're all in the same boat. It's just that we have Christ. That's what makes the difference. But he says, even those without Christ, I guess we can put it that way, even those that aren't my children love those who love them. But you, you are my child. You are a Christian. Therefore, you love your neighbor differently. Right? You're going to do things that normal love is. You love people who love you. Right? And, and it's interesting that he calls that normal. Right? Because what he's saying is just the people outside of Christ, the people that don't believe in me, that's the way they love. But you don't love like that because you have this, and I don't know how else to put it, I just use the opposite of normal. Right? Abnormal love. You go beyond. There's something different. You love differently. And this is what he says about that kind of love. He says, you love all people. You don't limit it, all right? And of course, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, I mean, people, even when Jesus was preaching this, people wanting to do that. Well, who is my neighbor? Let me, let me limit that. You know, okay, is it the guy that lives next to me or that lives two houses from me or using today's uh, ideas or, or is it the guy that are in my town or, you know, how does that, you know, can we expand it to the next county? Or just exactly where is my neighbor? Because I want to know who I'm supposed to love. And Jesus gives the illustration, no, no, you love them all. It's not about limiting that. It's that you have this attitude toward everybody. And he says about that attitude, you do good to those who hate you. You bless those who curse you. You pray for those who mistreat you. Interesting, isn't it? And if you read the words before that, he says, love your... Anybody remember that one? Love your enemies? Okay. Now, 
just real quickly here. I don't, maybe you're not like me, okay? Maybe I don't want to lump everybody in the same thing, okay? But really, enemies, I really don't have any enemies. You know, when I think about, you know, when I think about enemy, I'm thinking about, okay, we got this group of people and this group of people, and they are trying to kill this other group, right? And they're fighting all the time, and, and they've got this big conflict going, and they're trying to hurt one another. And that, when, people, when someone says, my enemy, that's what comes to my mind, is, is that, I mean, we got this real, I mean, we're trying to kill each other type. And that's kind of what I think about when I think about enemies. But notice the context that Jesus uses this thing, this idea of love your enemies. He goes right into saying, do good to those who hate you. You got anybody that hates you? Or that seems to hate you? Nobody? Oh, I see a few hits. Okay. All right. All right. Do good to those who hate you. People hate you. Well, Jesus says that in a way, that, that, that's your enemies. That's the one you love. Okay? You do good to those who hate you. How about those who curse you? Ever have anybody just curse you? Be against you? Don't know why. Driving down the road the other day. Come around the corner. Met this guy. You know, he's coming. He's driving way too fast for where we were. But he's... And he waves at me. Okay. And I'm thinking, what? I'm just driving down the road. Why would you want to? You know, I don't... What did I do? I didn't do anything. Why? <laughs> you know. But my... You know, but I, I don't know, it's just like people get, they just upset with you, and then all of a sudden they want to, you know, just whoa, treat you terrible. And I, what, what do we not, what do I do? That's what I want to say. What do I do, you know? Bless those who curse you. I mean, people do that. They get mad, they curse you, they have all kinds of things, bad things to say about you. I mean, Jesus says, in a way, that's what you're talking about when you're talking about enemies. It's just people that, that treat you badly. Matter of fact, he just says in that last part, bless those, or pray for those who mistreat you ever have anybody mistreat you come on everybody can say yes to that one right i mean everybody can get into this thing we okay we understand what jesus is saying it's just people and the way people act and things people do and yet we're supposed to look past that and we're supposed to care about those people loving you there's a big recipe for it it goes beyond just oh yeah i kind of feel good toward them no it's more than that it's, it, I mean, we take this to a whole nother level. We'll come back to that in just a second. But I thought about this also, all right? When Jesus says to love all people, aren't you glad? Amen? Aren't you glad Jesus says love all people? Because I am one of them, right? I need that. And if Jesus didn't love all people, I'd be out because I'm one of those all people. And so I just want to encourage you, right? When you think about people, all of us are. So therefore, let's love them all. Let's care about all of them. Now, I understand that there's, not, there's some things that I won't be able to do, and there's some people that I won't be able to, to have personal relationships with where I could show love toward them. But if I do, and God gives me that opportunity, I want to be ready for it. I want to show them that I love them, that I care about them. So, hopefully, these are some things that we can look at to give us a recipe to love one another. We can think about it differently. We can think about it like Jesus says to think about it, abnormal type love. But notice what he says. This recipe for loving others, and he goes through a real quick thing here. He just says three things. He says, when you're hated, do good to those people. When people hate you, you go out of your way, you do good. And of course, that would be everyone, but you do good. That's what you do. Most people who are treated badly treat them badly. You guys agree with that? That's the normal way to react. Someone is mean to you, then you are mean to them. 
right? Someone hurts you, you hurt them, right? I even heard a song, you know, it was talking about how he was going to follow the good book, right? And the good book says an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. You guys ever heard that one? I find that very interesting that someone can quote the Bible, all right? Of course, it's just in a song, and I know he's just trying to rhyme things, but he quotes the Bible, but he evidently doesn't know enough about the Bible to know that Jesus says, you have heard, all right, an eye for an eye and two for two, but I tell you, love your neighbor. Care for those who mistreat you. Do good to those who hate you, all right? Takes it to a whole nother level, all right? The normal way is an eye for an eye and tooth for tooth. That's what everybody does. That's what people that aren't Christians do, all right? And I've also noticed something about it. Logically, if I hurt someone who has hurt me, that thrill, that good feeling is usually, because I'm a Christian, usually it doesn't happen at all, but if it does, it's certainly short-lived because I'm thinking, why did I do that? And that's not the way I'm supposed to do things. Right? We don't hurt others who hurt us. So, when you're hated, do good. When you're cursed, bless them. When people curse you, you bless them. That's hard. Going back to what I guess Rick had at the end of his class. I wasn't in class, but Randy was mentioning today. Hard teachings of Christ. Here's one of them. When people curse you, you bless them. When, people, when you're mistreated, what do you do about it? People hurt you. People are mistreating you. People are doing things against you. What do you do about it? You pray for them. You pray for them. The recipe for loving others, right? That's the way it can happen in our lives if we'll follow what Christ has asked us to do. Lastly, and very quickly, I want to read to you a couple of scriptures because there's some interesting things about loving your neighbor, all right? And maybe one of the keys to this is is to just watch your attitude when it comes to other people, all right? Real quickly, here's some verses to think about. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud. Be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. You guys see that attitude? This is what Christ is asking us to do. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Powerful words. Live in harmony with one another. Be sympathetic. Love as brothers. Be compassionate and humble. Jesus gives us the idea. He gives us the the recipe for it. You can do this, right? You can love your neighbor. You can love your neighbor as Jesus says, I have loved you. We can do that because Christ gives us the power to do that. Now, if you were to ask me to do this on my own, I would say, I don't think I can handle that. Loving people that are mean to me, that are harsh to me, that's going to be, I don't, yeah. But with Christ at the center of my life, if he's the one running it, then I'll be able to do that because he did it. So this morning, put Christ first. Recipe for loving others, put Christ first. Pray for those who who hurt you. Bless those who curse you. Think about other people above yourself. Now, we've got to close up our time together, but I want to encourage you, family, brothers and sisters in Christ, let's make sure that we put God's things first in our life. And if he says, love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love our neighbors ourselves, then we're going to do everything within our power to give our heart to our Lord and let him, through us, love him and love others. Let's make sure that we're putting Christ first. Now, as we close up this morning, if there's some things in your life that you know are not like they're supposed to be, maybe you're even holding hate and grudges against others. Don't let Satan have a foothold. Don't let him do it. 
Don't let him, don't let him get in there because if he is, he's not going to be easily dis dislodged, all right? Make sure Christ is at the center of your life. Put him where, he, where, where Satan is trying to get in. Don't let him get in there, okay? So if you find something in your life that you know is not what it's supposed to be, maybe it's something in your heart, maybe it's something that you, you're, you're doing, let's make sure. No, no, no. We're Christ. We belong to him. If you need to respond, Christ calls you to come to him and give your life to him completely. If you need to respond, please come us together. We stand and sing this song.